Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crits. I am your host Aaron Washington. I'm here with my co-host Nick. Word up. So uh, we are. Let's. We've realized that we can go back to campaign stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We need. We yeah. Never uh, we get. We get distracted easily. We're. Um. We're not really. Uh, we're talking. We're not organized. We like talking a lot. <laughs> we are not. Uh, this is not a organized organization. <laughs> yeah, but but we try. But we we do try. We we try <laughs> really really hard, and uh, so we are back to it. And we're going to talk about uh, some organizations because I mean, your world has organizations, factions, peoples who have like ideals who join together for like causes, and some are more important than others. And, you know, the party may have to figure out, you know, which side they need to play on with organizations. Um, it's the rain. Don't worry about it. It's, it's raining. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> I, I, dude, I didn't know what that noise was like. Am I, am I picking up something? It's the, <laughs> it's the aliens, Aaron. It's the aliens. Yeah. No, it's the rain. Okay. But anyways, um, but I digress. Organizations are super important in the world. Um, they can be villains, good guys, neutral, um, but they are going to more than likely be something your characters are either going to directly encounter or indirectly encounter mm-hmm. um, based on really just your world and you know how active each organization is. Right. Because um, I think even uh, in when you uh, even when you do Adventures League, there's different uh, factions that you choose, oh, and yeah. when you do certain uh, things for Adventures League, you learn information depending on whichever faction may have something that can help you there. So, but. You know, we're talking about your own campaigns, uh, organizations. So, um, a lot of times we start players off in a guild of some sort, right? Yeah. Like how, how often have we, your apartment adventures guild? Yeah. And it, it's an easy start. Right. Um, it especially is. Especially for beginners. Um, you don't have to work as crazy, um, to try to get everybody together. Because right. you're part of the same organization. And then you could use like jobs and stuff to, mm-hmm. to, to get them going. It's also, um, starting off your party with an organization is a good fallback for if they need gear, if they need help, a place to stay, um, uh-huh. a base of operations, really. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Being part of a guild kind of helps them with that kind of uh, yeah. uh, base. Like, oh man, where we, you know, they don't really have the gold, but you don't want them trying to rob or steal anything. Oh, our guild has a place here, so there's a bunch of bunks we can... And you can even choose different backgrounds from the various books and say, hey, this is the guild you're from. Everybody take this background. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you could... Um, I've done it before where I let them start with a background, and then I gave them that background for free since they're already part of the know, part of something else, and then you became a part of the guild, and you're there for so long, it's basically part of your backstory. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so uh, Mike will do that, too, where you can earn that um kind of thing if you work right in a new right group and get better and better um, but uh like a lot of times um sometimes like organizations like that kind of don't get going to get flushed out um sometimes it's nice to actually fill out those things like who's the leaders like what are their goals how much influence do they have because that can be like a really nice integral part of the mm-hmm. story if they have people that they can rely on what services can they provide right that's a big one um providing services um, can you borrow a mage to come with you from the guild and to join you on this particular quest? Can you get to a cleric? Can a cleric help heal you? 
or remove a curse. Is there a guild blacksmith that can repair your gear, gear. and make mm-hmm. you better gear? And of course, the almighty quartermaster. Right. That will supply you with gear. Yeah, like, oh, like, you not really, you kind of want them to get a potion, like, or something like that, but you don't really have the means, or they don't really have the means, but yeah. you kind of want to kick it off to them. Oh, before you go on the quest, see the quartermaster. That way, you ever we can get He'll like a free you up potion. With a little bit this way, you don't have to spend money. It's it. He the quartermaster shouldn't give you anything outrageous, but you know, like a couple of regular potions. Yeah, um, like, especially at lower levels. You know, uh, here's twelve days rations. Yeah, that um, kind of stuff. And um, it it can be free. Um, yeah. and it's part of being. That's one of the perks yeah. you get of being in the guild. Is this is for yeah. Free. And then like let them invest in it too. Like I mean, like for they're doing another quest, they have items they need to identify. They can go to a guild, a guild wizard, and you know maybe something like maybe like going to a magic shop. You would have to pay X amount to get it identified. But this guild wizard, because you're part of the guild, you know he does X amount of items for free. Like like okay, I'll, I'll, four of them I'll automatically here here they are. Here's what they do. Here's what they do. Here's yep. what they do. That kind of thing. And I mean, that, that's just an example of what you can do with an organization. Now, they don't always have to be adventuring guilds or anything. Mm-mm. You know, you might have the rope guild. Um, you might have a textile guild. You know, just right, um, right. Different like um, artisan guilds, merchantile guilds, political groups. Right, because they are organizations as well. Yep. And here's the thing: anytime that you have a city that is being ran. And there are multiple people who are in charge or there are people that are against them. More than likely, they work together in some sort of. Yep. Because there's no like, I mean, if you have a city full of nobles, there is a faction of nobles. There are a group of nobles who work together for common goals. There are a group of merchants who maybe work together for for common profit. Yeah. Like, so these are things that would naturally happen just like in anything. And it can be part of a story. It can help, you know. If you have a faction that, you know, does some bad things, then maybe there could be a faction you could use to get some leverage against them. And, you know? and a church is a faction. and Yeah, oh, religion. Know, religion is a factions. huge organization. Um, I mean, there's there's so many various organizations you can do. The biggest thing you got to figure out is what's their motivation. Yeah. Why are they? What's their purpose? Like, so when you make one, you figure out who's in it. All right. So what are they doing? Um, what is their purpose? Are, are the leaders just kind of like, if there's a hidden agenda, if there's a straight up agenda, like, are they the same? Are they different? Yeah. That Can kind of thing. Join? Are they only looking for a select group of people to join? Yeah. You know, all these things um, matter as far as flavor in the world when you're doing organizations as well. Um, so. Yeah. You know, let's say the church. Um, they just they, they they were founded to help the city, to help the poor, to help the needy, to you know to do good. Yeah. Um, and they might offer various services for free. Like for instance, if a fire happens and somebody's house gets damaged, they might send somebody out to help with the building process. You know, and say, hey, look, the church is here to help. Um, definitely, healing is a big yeah. thing the church oh. would do. Um, alms for alms for the poor. Exactly. Uh, stuff um, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they may not make money but they take do- donations yeah um some churches will charge depending on the service um for instance for instance uh you might uh want to bring your friend back from the dead you have the corpse can they raise dead yeah or not raise dead That's resurrect a, them you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah um can they revivify them hopefully you already did that but you know it's the weaker version of a of a raise but they may not be able to do that for free because they've only got 
X amount people of people that can do it. And the diamonds. The diamond. And the diamond and all Maybe that. if you already have the material, um, it's something less than I mean, paying it's for. It's church. It's doing selfless service. But certain things cost I mean, it's, money. Yeah. And I mean, realize And that. donation or maybe that leads to other quests. Yes, we will raise your friend. But doing so, we if you don't have the coin, we need you to take on this task for us. And it could make, and they might make it cheaper to do if you provide the materials. Yeah, because like I always, um, always think about when it comes to organizations, especially like if you have a villain who's a noble. A lot of times, players don't think like nobles usually have an opposing faction or group unless they're like completely like totalitarian and they've completely snuffed them out. That's a different story. So there is another group there, a whole other faction of people who are opposing them that you may be able to use as a resource. Just something to think about. Yeah. Now with organizations, and I know this is kind of my view on it. um, I probably got it from Mike a little bit, but um, organizations are by nature and it's in the name are organized so it's very structured that's a little different than i would say um uh an evil faction like just a faction um clans stuff like that yeah aren't necessarily organizations no 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 they're no. just they've you know gangs may not be very organized right but they're i, I, mean, I run with the blue bloods or yeah it's orcs. like, like i you, run with grishnok iron jaw so and but even those groups that you would think are just all right, they, they would him. still have like a leader and maybe like a number have two a leader. Even if you look at gangs nowadays, gangs from you know the twenties and whatnot, you had your leaders, then you had your sub bosses, right? You had your enforcers. I mean, even even lords had lower guys. So, so like you, you know, know there, there was there was like a you know there was a there was a structure, um, and, and it can it can depend. Uh, like so for because we're on it, rogue guilds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is a a leader or maybe a group who kind of sits, you know, at the few like like maybe like a little triumph between these three guys. Yep, and they or, each have people under their command, right? And the guild all works together for like a common goal. Yeah, and that that's a cool thing. But like, you got to understand that like even those organizations like having not saying you have to completely know every person you have to know every group but at least having a few ideas about what they do what they offer what the players can get from them what the players can't get from them like so that way you know you have a real definition of what this guild can and won't do for you yeah so that way you like you're not if if the player asks for something and you're looking at you're like you're wondering man would this guild provide that if you already have some stuff jotted down you can already kind of look like Okay, this guild would be willing to do this, but it definitely would cost. Or no, this guild just doesn't. They don't. They don't do that. Yeah, we don't mess with kids. Yeah, or yeah. Or, or or even like we don't, uh, we don't kill or, kids or women. Yeah, or or maybe you can write down how factions interact with each other. So like the evil lords faction, this guild doesn't mess with them. Oh, you want us to spy on? No. Oh no. Uh, we've made an agreement that as long as I leave them alone. They won't come down on us. Yeah. So um, we don't we don't trespass on that Lord's uh, stuff because we don't want that. Here's heat. another thing about organizations, too, especially in a big city um, type setting. Um, you're not going to have just one church at all. You're going to have several churches. Yeah. And a lot of times and majority of the time, one of the biggest things that church is trying to do is grow their numbers, gain more followers. Yeah. So they gain more support for their God. Um, so you got to also think about opposing groups um, of organizations, how they react to each other, 
um, how their goals might be similar, but their values might be different. There's a lot you can put into an organization. You can flesh it out as much as you want. Yeah, it, it, or you can just say, all right, there are three adventuring guilds. you got the Black Dragons, the Silver Tornadoes, and the Blinding Swords. All right, what do they do? They're just mercenaries. Yeah. Oh, well, this one specializes in magic. This one specializes in uh, skullduggery. This one specializes in heavy combat. Okay, now what? Well, you can say that they're competing for members, right? You're going right. to see, oh, you know what's tantalizing? Magic. And, you know, they might be looking for certain types of people. Yeah, and, you and like, and you got you to gotta think, like... Uh, yeah, yeah. Not only that, like, maybe, you know, people who give jobs, you know, they all send groups on hunts, and they all send groups for certain quests. Oh, this person was kidnapped? This person's been lost in the evil forest? Each, each guild sent a team. And it yep. may get known that because everyone wants that. Everyone wants the 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 props. Everyone wants the the glory. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes organi- organizations are dirty. Uh, oh remember yeah. The, uh, what was it? The 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 the, uh, the black tigers or the brown tigers? I, or whatever. I, the the ones who like were ambushing other other yeah. groups. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were. They would sit there and they would leave early before everyone else, and then they would maybe put an obstacle in the road after they go by making it tough for people. They may pick off other groups because they want the bounty. They want the, the glory. You don't have it. So, you know, there's some dirty, dirty things you can yeah, do with yeah, guilds, yeah. and that makes for a fun encounter. You're from another guild. You see these other guys. You recognize them as a guild. They look busted up and injured at a wrecked caravan, um, and then suddenly, boom, an ambush is sprung, and, you know, no hard feelings. Business is business. And yeah. those kind of moments can be fun. They can be role played. I've actually um, one time no, I believe we, it was you guys. Yeah, like um, during the fight. I think like, I think I think, I think we caught them early before it got, and the guy was still on the ground. And we were like, okay, so how are we gonna do? Like yeah. we literally all just prepared ourselves and was like, yeah. and, and then you, the guy like got up and was like, crap. And, and you like, got to think about that, you know, because that might, might he might have been a leader and was able to have that kind of power. Um, maybe they don't have a choice in that this is what they have to do. Um, otherwise, their higher-ups will complain. Yeah. So, you know, they might have a... Somebody might have something on them. You know, like, we need to complete this quest. Otherwise, they're going to kill my friend. Uh, you know, or, which, or something which, like that. So yeah. there's a lot of things you can do role-play-wise with organizations that can make not only fin- fantastic and fun combats, but for great role-play as well. And it can open up. And these are things you can use to to open up plot hooks. If, if there is an enemy... And you you want them, you want your players focused on them. If they are part of an organization or leader of an organization, and that organization is plaguing your party, eventually they're going to want to deal with it. Yeah. And eventually, like, so for instance, what if those guys who were, who like, oh, this guy told me to, told us to set us up? You know, didn't it's me the same guy back in the other town that, yeah, that's the same dude. We got to figure out what's up with this. Or, yeah, we got to figure out what's up with this guild. We got to figure out what's up with this leader. Because they won't leave us alone. Because they keep targeting <laughs> us. And those are things you can use to kind of press on to your, your, your party to kind of help things along. Because, like, organizations are definitely plot points. They can be things to edge your players in the right direction. And they can be resources, you know, for your people as, you know, as you, as you go yeah. about. And, so, and when you're you know. building a, an organization... Um, and I guess we can get into the building part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, the the main important things are 
the cool name. No, it's although a cool name can provide inspiration. It's 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 what's most important is that they sound awesome. Yes, when they sound awesome, like. (laughs) Uh, when I was LARPing for a while there, um, I created a faction uh, called the Sons of Perdition. Um, and they were basically going to be converting. You don't even people. care about what they were because you just like the name. Like, mm, yeah, I can, I can get in there. And I came up with a religious <laughs> group. And I built off of that um, the Order of the Fallen Sword. Um, all ex-knights from kings or dukes that no longer had control in areas, um, you know, scrounged together. Um, that's the, cool. So like, so thing. just like people like knights who lost like their, exactly. their, Oh, that's cool. And they formed their own thing. Um, and they try to do good. Um, okay. They, and they, you know, so they will assist good. Okay. So, so they're no longer like knights of lords or, or, or kingdoms. They're just, they're just a band they are of with a purpose. That's, and, that's pretty um, rad. And that's the biggest thing is the first thing you want to, in my opinion, you want to think of is, all right, what is the purpose of this guild? What is their objective? Right. After that, once you decide that, um, for instance, Order of the Fallen Sword, we need to rebuild our numbers and, you know, protect the weak and do what we were doing before under a new banner. Um, what are your values? Um, and you don't have to have a bunch of deep values. Think of core values um, for uh, valor. Um, honor, um, duty, know, probably, duty, you know, stuff like that, you know, things that would, that most people in the guild are going to follow and base their behavior off of. Yeah. Then you come up with, all right, who's the leader? You don't have to come up with how he became the leader, but dang it, it makes for a great story if anybody asks. Because somebody's going to ask. Yeah. At some point when you yeah, get like, to be like, yeah. oh man, so how did like, you do this? How, like, you're part of this order of the fallen. Okay, so who who's your leader? Ah, uh, you know, former knight captain of this land yep. before it fell, and what, he what made you? Yeah, and, and yeah. It has you know why did you start this? And you know, you, oh, I've got a story. Yeah. From there, you want to look at organization. Now, there's different types um, of organizations. Of course, um, military is going to have a different rank structure. Yeah. Um, so than, a, than a thieves guild. The, the Order of the Fallen Sword did have the Grand Master, the Masters, the Men at Arms had different layers and I always kind of do it like a flow chart mm-hmm. or um, like, like the, the, like the a, pyramid, like when like it goes to the top and then a, spreads down, like almost like a family tree. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I like the drop down and you just go from there. Um, you don't need to break it down too, too much. Um, but you know, you want to have key characters, you know, a few instance, if, if it's just a, a, a guild that just does the fighting and they don't yeah. provide yeah. services, you don't need as many NPCs in it, but if you've got a group like the uh, what, what, were we, what were we called? We were called the uh, the Emerald Flame. That was it, and we hired a blacksmith. We hired a yeah, healer. We yeah. hired a mage, and those were services that were offered. You may want to at least name them if you want to give them a background. That's more flavor. Um, but if you just start, like I said, if you just start with that basic idea of what their purpose is. It starts to get easier to answer the questions yeah. that follow up. Uh, that because all right. So just to give you, um, I made a I, I made it from a background for my assassin character, Nameless. Yeah, and it was um, the sect of the Shadow's Hand. Yeah, and so essentially, like I made it, and I literally based it off of like a person's hand. So essentially, every finger was like a branch of this of this group. So like. So one branch was just artisans and, and things like that. Common people 
who were a part of the guild but didn't do any of the assassinations or the stuff they literally were like the eyes and ears so like you never knew like who was a part of it so yeah. like someone's like local regular blacksmith and then they could be called on by the sect then you had uh it was like a cult as well they they worshiped like an evil god so then like the pointer finger represented their religious uh aspect yeah kind of deal um, so their priests, uh, they're, they're, all of them who did that side of it was art of that. The middle finger represented uh, the actual like leadership branch of them, like yeah. the ones who made the overall decisions for the guilds. And they were like in factions around the, the different areas. Yeah. Um, the index finger was the people who dealt, who made the contracts, people who got the contracts, people who got the money. People who the people who were doing the politics. Part. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I need someone killed. That's the member you would find. And then the pinky represented the orphan children that they would they would uh, capture and then turn into assassins. Yeah. Because essentially, like the way I thought about it, because like if you lose your pinky, the hand can still operate. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea was like they they're the pinky because they can just be cut off like they don't have their their urchins they don't have names they don't have identities they are expendable they are they are they're trained to be assassins they are indoctrinated and then they are sent out to do their thing like uh i did a whole uh which is a very like it's a trope that's been done before where like you have two people train together and at the end they fight each other oh yeah to the death and then like so my character's main weapon was the kaplesh that her partner used and like it's like once you kill that person, you don't assat you no longer carry your weapon. You carry the weapon of the person you killed, of yeah. your first kill, that type thing. So, but like, see though that organization, it's like it's branched out everywhere. You see what I'm saying? Like that yeah. could be anyone or anywhere. Yeah. But it can also have a different part. So like, oh, you want to do the religious side? Well, then there's a part for it. You want to deal with the so like a cleric could be like, well, what dark god? And you're like, oh, they worship Nisgar, and I think that's what we used in Mike's yeah. game. And so actually, you, you bring up a good point, which I think is something else you could think of at the start. Like I would put this near the top, which is what is the scope of your organization? Yeah, yeah. How how, how big is it? Is it just in this one city? Right. Is it just a local farmers? Right. Because like, or is this like the hand that operated all around the land, different cities, different yeah. countries? I mean, it's it's uh it, it's really important. However, I please. Okay. But yeah, like the scope of it, as you were saying, is just super, super something to consider because an organization that only has power in a few towns is going to be very different from an organization that had its hands in the continent. Oh, yeah. Because like essentially when I made the sect, it, it, it wasn't the place where we started, but Mike let it like, okay, in this country, they have their hands deep in everything. Yeah. Because then you can imagine like, politicians may be part of this or or in higher them as well because yeah. they are it also not only does it do a bunch of legal but it's, assass- it's also assassinations guild and a cult and a and a cult it's all like this Kinda crazy like, uh, ninja assassin was a good example of that kind of uh mercenary type of yeah yeah very much so the, they're ninjas yeah it's so like it, it was, they had a purpose and everything. yeah it was like the 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 um the the training of the of the children was very much like ninja assassin where it was like they were taken, indoctrinated, and then, you yeah. know. 
Oh, another one. Uh, if you and, and this is for everybody. If you ever get a chance to watch Fourteen Blades with uh, Donnie mm-hmm. Yen, mm-hmm. that also had yeah. a really cool secret assassins group yeah. that worked directly for the government. Yeah, it, uh, it, the local government, which and is like, freaking rad. You know, and then like it's really cool because like if you if you put like a group like that or or an organization in your backstory, you give your you give your uh, your dungeon master. Um, of course, make sure it's cool. You know, hey, he was a part of this group for a while. He left, or maybe he still works for them. You know, that kind of thing. So, like, if you're an informant and then you join an adventurers guild because adventurers hear things and stuff like that, then maybe you could do something. So every so often, you know, while everyone's getting ready for bed, you write a little note, you put it on a bird, and it flies off. It and then every so many days, a little bird comes back. You know. Which would make a really cool, oh, no, I'm just, you know. Yeah, and, and and don't feel like you have to be, you know, super good at it right away. No, It's no. going to take practice, and it, <clears throat> and it's going to take a little bit, you know, of that, that God, what should I say, that, that built-up creativity. Yeah, this is trial like, and error. Like the, more you, like, the more you do it, you're going to get more creative. Yeah. You're going to get and, more you know, experience. Maybe, maybe you make a group one game and they are okay but you felt like if you had done a few things different so next game just reskin them and then do the thing you thought that would have made it better the first time absolutely um i i reuse groups all the time you can even um reskin the group as part of the same campaign and said hey they learned yeah yeah because you got to also think organizations are constantly growing and dwindling yeah so a being have, absorbed you know you know it, 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 you defeat the organization, they retreat for a while, suddenly they come back and, oh, look, mm-hmm. it's uh, the First Order in Star Wars. And, right. So, <laughs> they like, just came back with a vengeance. And here's the thing, like, uh, for instance, which was a really, really uh, thing, I'm going back to the old, um, the old Punisher movie, uh, the old one, the, oh. the uh, Lundgren. Oh, the Dolph Lundgren one? Lundgren Punisher. Oh, dear Lord. Because, hold on, because, like, in that story... He, when he started killing off all the mob and stuff like that, and he started destroying those organizations, it opened up for Yakuza to come in. Yeah. So, like, you you can also take it where when you take down organizations, you can also consider, man, what would rise up in their place? Yeah, what would like, fill the void? Yeah. Like, so let's say that you put an organ, they put an evil organization down, or they put, like, a, a, a cult down. If they didn't like, what if like there was a rising star of this cult or like a rising cult who had different ideals? Maybe he was more radical than the others, but the other leaders were like, hold on. Well, if you destroy the leadership, there's now no one stopping him from gathering the remnants and building thing like he should. So now, you know, they don't just steal people in the night. Whole villages disappear. And because they know who he, you are. Because he doesn't care. Right. Like it's like at first they were just taking people here for sacrifices, taking people here, looking for quality sacrifices. Maybe this new cult leader just wants quantity. So he doesn't just steal a few people here and there and light. He makes whole villages go missing. So, you know, which was kind of be a cool part of the plot. God, I'm I'm probably gonna use that. Uh feel free to use whatever we say. No, like definitely <laughs> all the time because um the best DM plagiarize. <laughs> uh, hey, you learn from other people, right? Like, Take, definitely, know, dude. We're like, all I here to help each other out. Like, but. I'm I'm literally writing a, a Star Wars campaign right now that's essentially like Lord of the Rings in space. Like, I I am literally writing it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And I'm going to super enjoy this lightsaber that has like this Sith in it. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But like, it's 
totally cool to to do stuff like that. I mean, it, it's Absolutely. fun. It's super fun. I love using other people's factions, man. I think, especially you know, when I, when I've played in it. You know, it's not just an idea. It's like, oh, I encountered these guys. I want to use these guys or have a group that's very similar. Yeah, like, game. yeah, and there's like, you and know? then you can tweak it. Um, and also, like, this is just in general. Uh, since we're talking about using and borrowing ideas, um, which like I 100% support, but I do feel that it has to be said that there definitely are good ways and bad ways to do that. 100%. There are definitely some no way. Like, I feel like we should make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, yeah, we should make that a whole thing. Because I feel like we could. Yeah, yeah, Because there's, right. there's definitely a good way to plagiarize, uh, to, to make a game more exciting, and to give that hint of, ooh, did, is that kind of based on? And you're like, yeah, 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 but I kind of did my own thing with it. Yeah. And then there's sometimes, and a lot of times I've heard it in, in D&D horror stories where it's like, oh, we're literally playing out this movie. Or we're we're playing out this game, and unfortunately, it happens the Anti-magic most. Magic It happens the most for anime, and I I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I'm so upset because then it's like, oh no, my anime weeaboo stuff got in my my ding and d sauce. But there are good ways, and there, there are, are fantastic ways, bad ways yeah, to use other ways. people's ideas. Oh yeah. As long as you realize it's like almost like the difference between like just going verbatim and then like using a concept. Yeah, a vague idea of something, and then, but we'll, like I said, and, we'll and we'll get to that. Aside from YouTube videos or maybe this podcast, hopefully you you listen in, keep listening in to us, please. Um, you know, the DMG has good stuff. Xanathar's Guide has good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much D and D stuff flavor. You know, and they've got heck. They've even got you know in the adventure books they have organizations. They do. Um, but you know, the DMG and Xanathar's has a really cool have really cool ways of of helping you create that and not just at an organizational level, but also at a city level, at a country Man, level. This needs to be November already. Cause I need that book, homie. Yeah. I want the, oh, yes. <laughs> I want the book so much. I really, I really just want, oh, I just want to read the other options. I'm just, okay. Yeah. Okay. God. I'm, yeah. Oh, there's so many, especially okay. all those. Yeah. Okay. On topic, on topic. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> also I would, I would check out other editions. Like I'm, I'm diving into like all this, like two E stuff I have and I'm just reading some of the items and, and uh in the people and i've already have a stack of people from two e's other games that i'm like oh yeah i'm putting them in my game oh i'm putting them in my game oh yeah i'm taking this person and putting them in my game like whether i like do them verbatim I'm, i may not do them verbatim but i'm definitely going to like import them and there's so much resources for dms because you know sometimes you may not have the time to craft a world from scratch and that is a hundred percent okay Oh yeah, yeah, man. Do whatever needs to make your uh, your DM life easier, especially with your organization. Like, I borrow from all from all types of places. Like, I even borrow from different systems. Like, oh, I really like this faction of vampires from Vampire the Masquerade. They're really go. awesome. Guess what? That faction is now in my D and D game. There you go. Because you know what, the Carmilla, like they're 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 pretty rad. Yep. Like, oh, oh my god, they grew for life. Yeah. Nosferatu for life. Like, the vampire factions in that game, I really like how they're factioned out. And then in my D&D game, I'm going to break them into factions just like World of Darkness does. Because I just like the idea of them all in factions and not just one big vampire, everyone listens. Like, the idea that they play off of each other and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I Like I said, it's just a bunch of stuff, you know. 
And then once you get, you know, once you get better at it and stuff, you'll be able to flesh it out more and more and more. And players may even want to join those factions. Yeah. If if if, yeah. if you tempt them. Um, and I think one of my favorite things that happens is, is when uh, the players decide to form their own faction. Um, yeah. That can be fun or oh it can my be God. Uh, a pain, but most times it's fun. Right, because, like, there's you nothing know. cooler. Like, there are multiple times in a game where I'm like, man, dude, we should start our own thing and then, like, get a keep. Find an abandoned, like, buy an abandoned keep from a lord. And then we get to clear it out, you know, then we get to clear it out, you know, then we get to check under maybe other dungeon, like maybe we seal off the bottom and then we have to go through it when we have time, you know, just that kind of the whole idea of, Buy of out that. an old, an old inn slash tavern. Yeah. Yeah. That's and awesome. Work your way from there. Um, there, there was a game where we were, we were called the Emerald Flame and uh, we ended up purchasing two buildings that were across the street from each other. And one was basically the inn and the the uh, you know the food and stuff and the other side was the straight adventuring stuff and we built it up and we actually built a little walkway between the two buildings that went oh, over the road that's so cool so it was like so street. it was not a little go u- upstairs travel on to the that's next awesome so that's I, awesome it was fun and and that organization yeah. uh, while we still played the game ended up becoming pretty prosperous you know the more work we got the more people would ask for us mm-hmm. And that made it a lot of fun. It's it's very interactive to have an organization uh, that's fleshed out yeah, like that. Yeah, in in uh, Chris's Pathfinder game, uh, we we um, my character had the idea that maybe we should we should because uh, like our home our, our character's hometown had been pretty much destroyed. Uh, the residents were essentially massacred, and it was just an empty town. And we yeah. and we were the last survivors. And the king essentially gave us lordship. So there's a lot of rebuilding that needs to happen, a lot of fixing that needs to happen. The only thing that's still intact is like the manor house. So like my character was like, dude, we should make a guild and we should base it in our hometown. Like once it's big enough and that would bring people back to the town. Yeah. If, if we put the guild there. So like my character essentially bought, uh, bought like land and he even petitioned nobles and stuff because like we've been doing stuff in the city and we gained some notoriety and like my character essentially got a matron uh to help him out appeal to other nobles and like i bought like a compound with the gold they they donated after like the little fake fight i had with the 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 the, uh yeah the raven yeah after the little fake fight because remember like we did the whole thing and they saw me like fight him they're like oh you're 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 so amazing so They gave me a bunch of coin for that. Uh, so, you know, and I'm really excited to see, like, what happens with it. Um, uh, we we are, uh, it, is, it is the um, Eternal Flame. Something like that. The Raging Flame. I'm, I'm going to have to look at my notes. The Raging Flame, Eternal Flame. It's something with fire uh, because I'm also, because I'm a spell slinger with a gun. Gotcha. So I had that like the the explode like the fire theme. I have a ton of fire magic. So like it was something with a flame and like you know like right now he Chris is printing off a giant compound. Oh, that's cool. on his three D printer. It's that's it's cool. massive and monstrous. But yeah, like I, it's a really cool thing to do. And like I'm really happy he allowed me to do that. I really wish some of the other players were as invested in it as I was. But I was able to do it pretty much by myself. 
So, because like my original idea was that every player would have a different faction of the guild. Like the guild would be the the uh, like the flame, and then I what I wanted was each member to have a faction in the guild that would like compete against each other for quests and things like yeah. that. And like we'd have like games, almost like a little Olympic thing with competition yeah, between yeah. each each one would bring something different. Yeah, you had a main guild, and then you had them break down into companies. Yeah, like it was, cool. yeah, that was that was like my main idea, and like. What I wanted to do because like one character was like a hunter, so I was like they could like they could specialize in like animals and monsters, you know, yeah. slay quest type deal. Um, one dude was like part merchant too, so like they could also like that could be part of like they do the caravans, they do the guards for that. Yeah, you know, uh, the other one was like all about like magic and creating items and stuff, which could have been like the wizard side. And then like, unfortunately, like my group, he's like, well, what's gonna be your tenants? Ha, uh, honor. Valor, protecting good, overall, <laughs> overall light Doing stuff. the right thing. <laughs> right. So like, you're like, well, so you mean your faction are just going to be about to, yeah, like my faction is probably going to be the ones out like doing quests to save things and. If you we know, get paid, we get paid. Right. Like my guild would be the one that's like, oh, we you know, yeah, we're going to go save those people. We're not getting a lot of, you know, like we would each appeal to each type of person. You know, yeah. like my guild was like a guild of causes, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Like we had cause, you know, that kind of. So it was going to be a really fun. Now it's just all my guild. <laughs> so I'm probably going to make the other factions of it just to have them because I still like the faction idea. Yeah. But, you know, it's super fun. I would encourage. I would encourage. Um, I don't know. Maybe as a DM, I guess, like, I mean, I know like he was waiting for us to put more work into it. Like, I don't really see what else he could have done besides make it possible. Yeah. Um, if that's something that you see, like, one or two of your players are into and the others aren't, maybe you could put incentives in if the guild completes kind of thing. Yeah. And like so, yeah, and, and just to, to take it back to the top, you know, uh, things, um, you know, to remember, like I said, um, if, if there's an order to it, I'll, I'll say it's this order. Like I said, it's find your purpose. Yeah. Um, choose your values, decide the scope, Yeah. decide on what services you provide. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can put the people in, you can put the people in and then start to flavor it and get into the details. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes I know it happens in a game. You make an NPC, you want them part of a group and you're like, Oh, so just like, make sure that if you, uh, if you, if you just make like a group on the fly, if you make a character and he's part of a group, if you make the name, just write it down for yourself real fast. That's what I do. Like if I make a guy and I'm like, mm, he's part of this group, I write it down real fast. And then later on I, I do the stuff. Cause that often happens to me when I, when I DM, I'll, I'll make an NPC and I'm like, God, he shouldn't really be working alone. Yeah. He should be working. He should have some resources. Uh, let me go talk to my people. You have people. Who are your people? God dang it. Let me make the people. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, just do your best. And it, it comes in and, uh, with, I guess, practice. Yeah. I think a lot of this. Most of it is practice. Trial. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot. Of, I mean, yeah. you know, there's only one way to play in Carnegie Hall. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. So. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of us talking about organizations and uh, with a little bit of rambling that I did and we did. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot more coming. Um, there's a lot more we're trying to do. 
we are currently uh, I'm converting. Uh, if you check, if you realize, a lot of the old old episodes we did almost two year and a half, two years ago, yeah. aren't up anymore. So I am actually going to uh, try to f- clean them up a bit, and I'm going to be uploading those on Facebook soon. So you'll be able to add, not Facebook, Christ, YouTube. YouTube. Whoa, Aaron, let's get it together. Yeah, you can do it on Facebook you, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll put the links on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there we go. So we're gonna put those up on YouTube. Um, but above all, like if you like us and you really want us to con- uh, continue to do stuff, if you could just hit us up on our, our Patreon, um, it is DM World nine zero two nine Dungeons Master World. It's on the link. Uh, and just donate whatever you can. It'll just help out, especially with uh, the other projects we have going on. Um, we want to do more content for you guys. We want to increase our quality. We want to eventually start doing video and all that stuff. And it's thanks to the support we have that we can even do as much as we can. So we just want to get more content for you guys. So uh, thank you. Uh, please like and re-listen. And remember, guys, the quest never ends. Especially when we forget to rate the coffee. Crap. Okay, let's rate the coffee. <laughs> it's been one of those days. I mean, y'all. you let me spin my whole wheels. I did. I did. Oh, come on. Okay, let's rate this coffee. Yeah, God, man. Dang it. <laughs> Today was just crits. Like, who cares? No, 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 no. Okay. So, uh, Folgers uh, Dark Roast with uh, Hazelnut Vanilla Combo. Minimal sugar. I liked it. I'm giving it a 17. Um, I really... Uh, it was okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I'm just I being I would probably given mine a little more if it was a touch less sweet. Yeah, yeah. I think I put a, put you should have put even less sugar. So I'm going to give mine a 16. All right. So there. I have now rated the coffee. And remember, guys, the quest never ends. Most of the time. Most of the time until you forget to rate the coffee. <laughs> God dang it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like us, please follow us on Facebook at the DM World at 9029. Or you can follow us on Twitter at DM World 9029. Thanks for your support, guys. Keep listening. And remember, once again, the quest never ends.